Welcome to SciFar's Point 2 L&E Nation podcast. Join us today for a discussion with Rob Siba and Maria Papasavastos about two new laws passed recently in Westchester County, New York, and by the city of Ithaca, New York, that will require the disclosure of wage and salary information in job postings. Rob and Maria will walk through the nuances of these laws and will share their thoughts on how employers can navigate the patchwork of ordinances that is forming across the state of New York, as well as nationally. We hope you enjoy. Pay transparency ordinances have been surfacing on the legislative agendas in cities, counties, and states across the nation. While the trend started in California in 2018, recent laws in Colorado, New York City, and other areas have imposed far greater obligations than ever before on employers operating in those areas. Very recently, we've seen laws in Ithaca and Westchester County, New York, who have joined the fray, and New York State additionally has a bill that's pending that would make these requirements apply statewide. I'm here with Maria Papasavastos, Senior Associate at SciFarth, whose practice focuses on pay equity issues with a specific focus on pay transparency and wage range disclosure laws, as well as defending such claims in litigation. Hey, Maria, how are you today? Hi, Rob. Doing well. That's great. And uh, my name for our listeners is Rob Siba. I'm a partner at SciFarth, and I focus on advising employers on compliance with various federal, state, and local requirements in hiring, employee relations, and terminations of employment. And I also defend employers in lawsuits that challenge various employment practices. So, Maria, in April and May of 2022, the Board of Legislators in Westchester County, New York, passed a new salary transparency law that is scheduled to go into effect on, uh, I believe it's Sunday, November 6, 2022. As we've seen in New York City, this law will require employers to make certain disclosures about compensation and job ads. Let's drill down a little bit on the technical requirements of this law and kind of walk through it section by section to see where things stand and what employers will be required to do. So as a starting point, what are employers going to be required to disclose in Westchester County? So the Westchester law really tracks what New York City has done. It makes it an unlawful discriminatory practice for an employer, labor organization, employment agency, or an employee or agent of those types of entities to post a job, promotion, or transfer opportunity without stating the minimum and maximum salary for such position in the job posting. So also similar to New York City in stating the minimum and maximum salary, it has to be a good faith estimate of what the employer believes is going to pay for the position at the time of the posting. And also, finally, similar to New York City, it does not apply to temporary help firms as those types of agencies are subject to New York State requirements on wage disclosure. So let me get this straight just to make sure you said the good faith belief requirements at the time of the posting so theoretically someone could apply for a job and during the interview process or during the offer process could negotiate for let's say a higher salary that's outside of that range and that employer sounds like they would be okay is that is that right yeah that seems to be what the law is allowing for and that's consistent with how other similar laws have interpreted this type of good faith language Okay, well, that's helpful. At least, at least we know that employers aren't sort of bound once they come up with a range that they're expecting to pay or they have a good faith belief that they still have some flexibility to attract and retain and hire the types of employees that they're looking for with that flexibility to negotiate salary as, as they may need to or as that, as the need arises. 
So we've talked about this in other contexts, but we talk about these disclosures. Where are we disclosing this? I mean, job ads happen, you know, on bulletin boards and the factory building back in the day. Now they're all over the Internet. Where is this posting supposed to happen? So the Westchester law defines a posting. It says it's any written or printed communication, whether electronic or hard copy, that the employer is recruiting and accepting applications for a specific position. So I interpret that as basically anywhere that you're putting out that you want to hire for a position. The one caveat that's actually written in the law as well is that it does not include help wanted signs. So this was something that was in an earlier version of the New York City law and was taken out of the final law, but they kept it in here for Westchester. So those kind of help wanted signs that you might see on small businesses put in their windows, those types of signs would not be subject to the law. Well, that's helpful. And that, that seems to carve out uh, certain employers of a certain size that probably would find this a little bit burdensome if they had to do that on, on every help wanted sign. But just sort of going with that theme, does this law require that every position has to be posted or or not? No, it only requires that if you have a posting, then it has to include this salary information. But I, I will note that it is internal and external postings. So if you do have an internal posting, then you should be including this information once this law goes into effect. Do you think that there's any type of incentive that's creative to not post jobs in order to keep your salary range sort of secret? I think that employers might consider doing something like that. I would be concerned about kind of avoiding these requirements by not posting a job for kind of the reasons that these types of laws are meant to provide the information that uh, minority candidates need to apply for positions. And if you are purposely not posting positions for certain higher up positions within the company, for example, there could be an argument that you are kind of keeping out certain minorities from those positions and not opening them up to those candidates because you're not providing the same types of transparency that the law is trying to get at. So in terms of kind of pay equity considerations, and it's not really a legal argument, it's more of if the company wants to further pay equity and have those kind of initiatives that it's putting forward, I think that kind of making sure that when you're posting positions, you're not purposely avoiding posting to avoid these types of laws for those reasons. I think you're right, but I think there's a fine line that can be drawn. I don't necessarily ascribe that every time there's a job that's not posted, that there's some sort of nefarious motive. I think naturally in the course of business, there's plenty of situations where businesses don't post a job or they have an opening and they already have a candidate in mind, or there's a position created for a specific type of person or, or things along those lines. I worry about this type of sort of assumption and, you know, automatic jumping to the conclusion that there's some sort of nefarious motivation every time that a job is not posted. But I, I tend to agree with you. I think the trend across the country with these laws passing suggests that a lot of jurisdictions are looking for these types of disclosures to be made proactively. 
Yeah, I think I agree with that. I think it's really to avoid those kind of tapping on the shoulder for people who someone may identify with and those kind of furthering that cycle. But I completely agree that for a lot of business reasons, there will be a progression within a company and you will not post those types of positions. So another thing that I'm really concerned about with this law is the concept of remote work. A lot of these laws look at these situations from an after-the-fact perspective. What I mean by that is there's a lot of language that we see in these laws about like if the job could be performed in Westchester County. And the thing that concerns me about that is that theoretically any remote job could be performed from anywhere, from Westchester County, from another continent, from the moon. I mean, it, it could be on an airplane flying all over the place. And the thing that bothers me about it is that as an employer posting a job, so I sit here today, I post a job, the job could be performed remotely. Theoretically, that means every single jurisdiction that has one of these pay disclosure laws, there could be an applicant from. And we get to a point where somebody happens to live in Westchester County and apply, and all of a sudden that law springs into action. But I wasn't intending to target Westchester County. I wasn't intending to solicit someone from Westchester County. They just happen to be there. So help me understand, how am I supposed to address that situation as an employer? In other words, I'm posting a job today. Am I looking at all 50 states, every county in every state, every municipality in every state to see if there's a Westchester County or Ithaca or any number of little tiny municipalities across the country that could have these requirements to see where I have to comply because there is a theoretical possibility that the job can be performed from the tiniest little town in the middle of upstate New York somewhere that might have one of these laws. So I think you do have to look across the board where you have operations, but... But for a remote position, by definition, you don't have operations there. Well, most of these laws require you to at least have one employee within that jurisdiction. So if you have an employee there, you'll, you'll know about it. So you should look where you have your employees. But I think that there are some laws that are kind of recognizing this problem and narrowing it a bit. I mean, Westchester, for example, it states that it's only employers who post positions that are required to be performed in whole or in part in Westchester County, whether from an office in the field or remotely. That actually is helpful because unless you have a job that's required to be in Westchester, that carves out the problem I'm describing pretty well. Right. So you would have to actually require that the person be performing the job in Westchester County. That's different, of course, from a a law like New York City that includes language like it could be performed in New York City. So as tricky as this is becoming, you kind of do have to look at the jurisdictions where your employees are and determine how those laws interpret remote work and whether they're going to hold employers to this higher standard. Let's talk about one of the other components real quick about this Westchester law about salary history. What is the requirement there? I noticed this pops up in some of these laws, but not others. But Westchester seems to have somewhat of a salary history ban. Can you walk us through that for a minute? Yeah, so that the requirement is that an employer cannot seek the salary history information of an applicant. It can't ask prior employers for salary history information for an applicant, and it can't rely on the wage history of prospective employees 
when determining wages for that individual. There is an exception that when the employee voluntarily provides wage history information, the employer can then rely on that to support offering a higher wage to the employee. And there are a couple other exceptions for after an offer of employment is made. So it's incorporating the salary history requirement as part of kind of this general initiative for for pay transparency in, in this law. That's very interesting. So one other component to this law that bears mentioning is that it has a, a clause that says if there's a state law that's passed, this law will defer to whatever the state law says. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens on the state level. And one other jurisdiction that we wanted to mention for for a moment is Ithaca. Ithaca in upstate New York, where the city administration committee amended the city code with its own salary transparency law that is scheduled to go into effect on September 1st, 2022. What's the difference in Ithaca? How, how does this work up there? So again, it's requiring minimum and maximum salary and a job promotion or transfer opportunity. Again, we're interpreting this as internal and external positions. What's interesting about the Ithaca law is that it includes language that says it does not apply to companies that employ fewer than four employees whose standard work locations are in Ithaca. So this goes to our earlier discussion about remote work and your presence within the jurisdiction and whether the law is going to apply. I think this is a helpful point for employers where if you don't really have significant operations in Ithaca and your standard work locations aren't there, perhaps this law doesn't apply. Of course, that's all kind of squishy language. So we'll see how this plays out. (laughs) And, And that's a bit of us trying to to figure out what that squishy language is. So that's very interesting. Well, as these laws get passed across the country, we hope to have more of these types of discussions and piece together this patchwork of pay transparency laws. For now, though, thanks for your comments and thanks for this chat. Thanks, Rob. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of SciFar's Point 2 l Nation podcast. 